Hi, and welcome. You are listening to the IAVM podcast series, The Venue Coffee Break. This is episode number 25. Uh, We have a couple of hosts here, myself being one of them. I'm Alexis Bergeron. I'm the general manager at the Old National Events Plaza in Evansville, Indiana. And along with me, we have Shelly Ellis, general manager of the Visalia Convention Center. Say hi, Shelly. Hello, everyone. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us. Our goal, as always, each month is to provide you with some venue-related trends, news content we hope you crave, and we like to have a lot of fun. We like to keep it light, keep it easy. Um, And we actually have a really awesome topic today, um, and I'm going to tell you all about it, and then Shelly's going to introduce our guests. But we're going to be discussing um, a young supervisor and and your transition from supervising to managing, making the most of your promotion. this can be tricky. Sometimes you're supervising folks older than you. Sometimes you're supervising your friends, um, those that were formerly colleagues at the same level, and now you're in a managerial role. So what does that look like? So come along with us. We're going to discuss that. We're also going to chat about tips for you know garnering respect as young professionals in this large workplace, this multifaceted workplace, um, complex industry. What are the typical pitfalls, and, and how do you watch out for and, and navigate around those? So that being said, super cool topic today. I'm going to pass it over to Shelly, who's going to introduce our terrific guests. Thank you, Alexis, and welcome back. Alexis is a new mama, so I was very excited to have her back, and um, we'll just have to have another podcast about being a new mama. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, I would, thanks. I guess I would ask our listeners just to, you know, ignore any, like, you know, lost train of thought or slip of word or something like that. We are we are still working through some sleep deprivation. So thank you, Shelly. I'm I'm glad to be back. Oh my kids are nine and four and that still happens. So it's okay. <laughs> okay. That doesn't help. That does not help. <laughs> thank you. Yes, well, we definitely have two great guests that I had the opportunity to meet uh, last week at the IAVM Region 7 conference in San Diego. What a beautiful, fun um, conference filled with a lot of education Ebony Wilson, who's a guest of ours, and also Andrew. And I apologize, Andrew, before this podcast started recording, I should have asked, how do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> it's Shreve. Shreve. See, I, I was going to guess totally not that. So, <laughs> so well, Andrew, Ebony Wilson, Ebony Wilson and Andrew Shreve are our guests today. So welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. We were on a panel last week in San Diego, a very similar topic, so I wanted to bring them on so everyone within the organization and beyond could hear, the, hear their story. So I'm just going to introduce them real quick. Um, Ebony Wilson, she's the Director of Guest Services at T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, a newer arena. Ebony has a Bachelor's of Science with concentration in public relations from the University of North Carolina at Charlotte articles, books, and podcasts on leadership and spiritual growth, as well as her current role provide her a classroom. With 13 years of venue experience under her belt, Ebony has opened three arenas and worked in some of the largest markets in the country, including Washington, D.C. and New York City of Dreams. Currently the director of guest services at T-Mobile Arena, in Las Vegas, Nevada, the market keeps her busy with hosts of concerts, family shows, and Vegas Golden Knights. And I'll just have to add, I attended a Vegas Golden Knights game, an absolutely best experience. So, Ebony, you're doing an amazing job. Andrew, you're welcome. Andrew is the Director of Business Development at the Cow Palace in Dolly City, California. 
After obtaining his master's from the University of San Francisco Sports Management Program in 2012, Andrew's first full-time job in the industry was the Greater Richmond Convention Center as one of their operations supervisor. Not only was he excited to join the workforce shortly after graduating, but he moved back to his home state of Virginia. After a quick six months, he was promoted to the guest services department as their assistant box office and parking manager and started getting involved with IBM through the Mentor Connector program. From there, he was nominated and accepted into the inaugural 30 Under 30 class in 2015. Andrew remained in Richmond, Virginia for the next five years, working at both the Convention Center and Performing Arts Center. He received a two-year scholarship to attend VMS in 2017 and was fortunate enough to be elected as one of the class representatives along with Ebony to help plan and coordinate the fall, following summer's activities. So, so you and Ebony have known each other for some time now and you know, with you guys met at VMS, we'd love to hear, um, you know, start with that. What did you find most beneficial and worthwhile from VMS? And how has it um, garnered some of those leadership skills that you've brought to your workplace today? Yeah, so uh, in the summer of 2017, me and Ebony actually came out of the same class, which is the 1C. Um, all the networking opportunities are worthwhile for anyone that has not gone uh, to VMS. But for me, I kind of went up there to kind of uh, set myself apart from the uh, from the crowd, if you want to say. So I started wearing a tie every day. Um, I got a, the reputation as the tie guy. A lot of people kind of uh, made fun of me, whatever, but I got thick skin. So um, it was a lot of fun. I remember uh, we had a bonfire, uh, I think it was the second or third night. And I remember I'm a small town country kid. So showing kind of the city people how to make s'mores and everything uh, was a lot of fun and uh it just really uh inspired me to uh give back to the association and the foundation so when uh it came time to uh, uh vote for the class rep representatives i knew i kind of had an edge on my competition and um talking to greg from previous years they didn't really have too many uh class reps i know they had i think one out of each class well me and ebony were very grateful to be elected um out of both the same class in one c that's cool. correct ebony talk about your experience there so um it, it, how how was how did how has the vms kind of shaped uh shaped your current position now well um when it came to vms i was Super excited! Like I learned about the program probably a year into my career, but just unfortunately wasn't able to take advantage of it until um, recently. But it was absolutely amazing. I mean, until you go, you don't really understand it. You hear colleagues talk about it because I had had colleagues that had gone before. And it's just kind of one of those things where they're like, you won't understand it until you go. And then you go and you're just like, can I keep going? Like, I want to go every year. Right. Like, can we just, can we figure out how to make it happen every year? Like, I think we all need it. But, um, you know, the wealth of um, education that you receive, I mean, the classes, you know, even though you know some of the stuff, being lumped into groups with people that are from different parts of the industry, as well as being from different venue types, is just amazing because you get to hear all kinds of different perspectives, um, things that you wouldn't normally think of um, or hear about because 
you know, of your particular venue, uh, venue sector or because of your, um, you know, particular field, whether it's front of house or back of house. So that's amazing. And then the networking opportunities. I mean, our 1C class, I don't know what it was about it, but we were so amped. Like we... <laughs> We were just like, we can't wait until next year. Like, we're going to be together again. And we're, like, super excited. Um, but when they talked about the opportunity to be a class rep, I knew I had to take um, advantage of it because I had enjoyed myself so much um, and learned so much. I wanted to make sure that the next group that came in felt the same enthusiasm that we did from our class rep. Mm-hmm. And so that was really what motivated me to take advantage of that. Uh, Andrew, so, I'm, go ahead. Shelly. I was just going to say real quick plug for VMS, of course, this year is now you guys were would have been the last class at Ogle Bay. And this year we're we going to be in sunny Florida. So yeah. that's that's pretty exciting. Um, I, when you said bonfire, I'm like, I wonder if they do bonfires in Florida. We'll have to we'll have in to Florida. <laughs> Ogle Bay, I can believe. But but yeah, oh, that's that's, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm great. I have to do a live to podcast from Florida. So live podcast from Florida. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Andrew yeah. and Ebony, both you both mentioned something at our panel in San Diego in regards to confidence. And I definitely observed that in both of you. And um, Andrew, you know, you're a young professional, 30, you know, just really starting. And, you know, I observed you just walking up to leaders that have been in the industry for 30, 40 years, you know, sticking out your hand, giving that handshake. And Ebony, you as yourself, you know, um, you know, boast that confidence. I'd love for you to, if you don't mind, just giving some advice to those that are listening, you know, what challenges you guys have faced and how you've overcome overcome those in, in your fields. Ebony, do you mind going first? No, not at all. Um, so I would have to say probably the the challenge that I face the most um, just is, you know, it's funny to say this, but it's my appearance. Um, I am a African-American female and I look really young. So whenever I go into situations, people think that I'm a child. (laughs) Um, So um, I really have to go into situations being very confident, um, very knowledgeable, um, because I have to gain and garner, you know, that respect um, from people in the industry. Um, you know, as everybody knows, when you look in this industry, it's very much um, male dominated. Um, and, you know, most of the individuals are, you know, my senior. Um, and I've even been in um, specific situations where, you know, I'm younger than my entire staff. Um, so for them to see me come in and I'm giving direction, setting expectations, um, has definitely always been a bit of a challenge um, for me and an obstacle that I've always faced. But it's something that I welcome, and it's something that has helped me grow as a individual and as a leader. And uh, I would just have to say um, one little phrase that I heard going through the uh, graduate sport management program at University of San Francisco was, get comfortable being uncomfortable. 
because with this industry, there are a lot of uncomfortable situations that you have to deal with. But the more you uh, open yourself up to it, the more uh, you handle them, the more naturally you come off and it just builds your confidence when those situations arise. And then also just um, getting out of your comfort zone, like, you know, do something different. Uh, don't be afraid. Know what you want and stick to your guns. Yeah. And and maybe, Andrew, you can elaborate, too. Uh, you know, Ebony mentioned, you know, being in a position where she's supervising folks that are largely older sure. than she is. And, and in your, um, you know, in your background, as Shelley mentioned, you've been in positions where you've been quickly promoted kind of up the ranks. So just to kind of, you know, dig into that a little deeply, deeper, certainly you've been in situations where you've been colleagues with folks that then you were, you know, promoted to then supervise. Talk about the intricacies of that and, and what approach you took to to keep that relationship healthy, but also establish yourself as a manager. Yeah, I think uh, the big thing with being kind of in that uh, middle tier, you know, operations supervisor, assistant, uh, box office parking manager, whatever your role is, uh, just dealing with a bunch of personalities. Uh, you are their leader, so you have to, uh, you know, stick to the the value of the company um not water yourself down uh but i think one quote that i'd like to share um is one from uh, john wooden it's about uh being a friend but st still being a professional it's uh camaraderie is commendable with your direct reports don't play favorites don't allow your preferences to collide your judgment friendship does not preclude prof professionalism you're their leader not their buddy so I kind of uh, learned that and I kind of incorporate that with every stage of my uh, professional development, whether it be back in Richmond, Virginia, or at my new position here in Daly City at the Cal Palace. Great. Ebony, I'm curious. So you're, you've, you know, worked in a lot of, as, as Shelley mentioned, the largest markets in the country, and, and now you're at uh, the T-Mobile Arena, which is just banging hopping all the time what what do you what do you find most challenging in in your current position what have you found you know most interesting as as you've seen this arena really take off um i have to say you know most of the markets i've been in like i said are larger um you know one of the things that we have in las vegas that you know i feel like is very unique to us is that the majority of the visitors that we see are not local visitors. So we're dealing with a number of different cultures and backgrounds, which again, in the cities that I've been in, that that is something that you experience, but you experience it on a more local level. The people are there, they're going to be there. Um, but when you are working um, these events and literally people are just here, for the weekend or for the night and they're just here for that event, you know, and trying to make sure that you're able to cater to all of those cultures, um, you know, make them feel welcome, just being very inclusive is probably uh, one of the largest challenges that I, I've seen kind of in this role. I mean, I'm not just thinking of the guests, but even promoters that we deal with, um, you know, it, you're just dealing with a very diverse group of people. You guys also both shared your goals for the next three to five years. Um, how, what are the steps that you're taking to reach those goals? And if you could express the importance of communicating those to your management team. Andrew? If you 
Yeah, that is a great point, Shelley. Um, so when I was at the convention center, I expressed interest in VMS, knowing that we send, uh, you know, two to three uh, managers every year. And I kind of uh, got to a point where um, my senior management team didn't quite have showed the urgency and shared kind of my uh, enthusiasm for my development. So it just happened. The timing of it just worked out perfectly where Region 5 opened up a scholarship for VMS. So I applied. Um, since my company wasn't going to send me, I was going to go ahead and, you know, make my own way. And so I was granted the two-year scholarship, took full advantage of it. But then when I was uh, going through year two of VMS, uh, I was in one of the career workshop panels with Adam Carey and Mike Garcia. And I just happened to walk into the room. On the right side of the room was all my fellow classmates, everyone kind of that I knew. So I wanted to meet some meet a stranger. So I just sat down randomly at a table. I uh, met the CEO of the Cal Palace. I expressed that I went to USF, so I was very familiar with the Bay Area. And then at the end of the workshop, she just mentioned that she's looking to fill a uh, three positions before the end of the year. So everyone hounded her um, with resumes and business cards. And I had a plan, so I uh, created and, uh, my own business card, which is my own brand, um, kind of all my accolades and accomplishments through IAVM. And then we talked after graduation for about an hour and a half, kind of about you know, five-year plan, vision, kind of what I'm looking for, and then it just turned into a full-time job opportunity for me. Uh, she was very honest and transparent from the get-go. Um, we are a state agency. Uh, we uh, are, so it's a government job. So she said it was not going to happen overnight. So I was very patient um, in where I was. And uh, with my girlfriend being from this area, it just really aligned uh, for me to take this opportunity and run with it. And I was very fortunate enough because not many young professionals in my situation have the opportunity to kind of interview, have a preliminary discussion with their uh, future boss about kind of what their goals are and what their aspirations are. You know, for me, right out of college, I took the first job that I could get. I didn't, you know, have the opportunity to research the company or anything like that. But, you know, I just took it so, um, you know, I could start uh, getting my feet wet in the industry and, you know, start uh, getting experience. And then uh, I was very grateful for the opportunity that was given at VMS uh, year two this past summer. I, I think that's smart. I think that's really smart going into an interview, especially as a young professional and having really being being able to well, first of all, having really clear goals, but then really being able to communicate those clear goals and frankly, benchmarks too. Here's where I want to be in three years. Here's where I want to be yes. in five years. I think, I think it's, I mean, especially as you're, you're building your career, that's, that's a really, really smart approach. And then I just also have to say, I just, I had to look up the cow palace because I've only, I, I'm not familiar with the cow palace, but I love the corn palace in Mitchell, South Dakota. So I just had to see what it was all about. It looks like an <laughs> awesome, awesome facility. So corn yes, cow, yes, you know, it's, California. <laughs> well, you know, anyway, and the Corn Palace, by the way, in Mitchell, South Dakota, shout out. Pretty cool. Pretty cool <laughs> facility there, too. But, uh, but e Ebony, um, you know, just I'd love to kind of hear your take on that as well in terms of setting goals. You you know, as somebody that's worked in, in multiple markets, I don't know if you've ever had a potential employer ask, you know, what do you think the impact is of, of, of moving and working in different venues? I, I've, I've done the same, and that's certainly an interview question I've had to answer, and almost I feel like defend. Um, you know, what, what's, your, um, what's your take on how that's helped propel your career? Well, I mean, it has helped me get to where I am currently. Um, if I hadn't taken it upon myself to decide, hey, 
you know, I want to move and I'm not going to wait for somebody to give me the opportunity. Um, there's no telling where I would be right now, but I don't think I would be in my current position. You know, I started my career in Charlotte, North Carolina at the um, Charlotte Bobcats Arena, which changed to the T-Mobile Arena, which is now the Spectrum Center. And um, being there, I have, um, who is my old uh, boss, who is my mentor, and, you know, I talk to regularly still, Marlene Hendricks, um, you know, she was very much about me understanding and knowing what I want and going to get it. And, um, you know, she's an amazing woman, and I loved working for her. And the thought of even leaving her, like, upset me just because we clicked so well. And she was one of those people that really took the time to nurture her team to make sure you had what you needed. But she always told me that, you know, Ebony, take advantage of every opportunity you get. She was like, when I lend you off to somebody else in another department to do something, you know, understand that it's an opportunity for you to learn another skill. She's like, never be afraid to do something that you've never done before. And so, you know, that has kind of always stayed with me. And so when I've had opportunities, you know, I just make sure that I take advantage of them. You know, it's definitely a challenge when you move from venue to venue, especially, you know, I've been in uh, T-Mobile is actually my fifth venue um, in 13 years, but it's also my second with this company. But what, you know, is really important is that when I get to an organization, I have complete buy-in. You know, I'm not like, oh, I'm just there, you know, just, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna jump to this place in the next three years. You know, no, that's not what it is. I come in with complete buy-in, with goals on what I'm going to do to help that organization, that department come better, become better. Um, and then, you know, another opportunity presents itself. And then, you, you know what? It's like, well, I'm going to take advantage of it because I never know if I'm going to get this opportunity again. So, you know, I just make sure that I, when I'm at my organization, I am present. I am involved. I am vocal about what I want. And if other opportunities come out of that, my organization never feels like she didn't give it her all. I sure. gave it my all. And that all helped to present another opportunity for me. I think that's a, a, I think that's an excellent point. And I, and I just want to add to, you know, I, I often have a, a lot of my, my younger employees asking, <clears throat> you know, do you think it's better to stay in one facility for a long time or move around a lot? And, you know, obviously as somebody that's moved around a lot, that's, it's helped my career, but I've, I've set goals that, you know, these positions along the path helped align my career with those goals. But in my experience, based on what I've seen and, and, you know, Ebony, feel free to kind of offer your feedback as well it really depends on how quickly you'd like to progress right so if you if you want to stay in the same place and, and gain expect or you know gain experience in that place you just may not move up the, the the chain as fast or as quickly unless you're making opportunities for yourself as as andrew mentioned versus if you have the ability to move around and, and gain some you know new experiences and new facilities um you may have the opportunity to grab that next title maybe a little more quickly that is so well, true. I, think I, I completely agree with that statement. You know, I've had the same conversation with many people and, you know, they're like, why did you do this? Why did you? I, that was what was right for me. 
Like, I can't say that that's going to be right for you, but that was what was right for me. And trust me, my mother was not happy about my continual moving. She was like, can you please find one place and stay there? And I'm like, eh. You know, but she knows since I was a kid, I've been a go-getter. I'm like, if the opportunity's there, guess what? That's where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like you mentioned, each person's goals are going to be different. I, I'm constantly being asked, like, oh, where's the next facility? You know, I moved from Washington, and I was at that facility for 10 years, and now I'm here in Visalia. And I'm feeling good right here. You know, I think there's just this assumption that, okay, what – where's the next convention center, the the larger convention center? I was like, you know, I kind of like this groove I got going here, you know, and I, I hate referring it to a balance, but it's working well for my family and, you know, loving the team that I have here. I'm like, I don't know. I won't completely, you know, not think about the next opportunity, but I'm just thinking about now and where I'm at right now. But being at Region 7 Conference, you know, there's talks, you know, hey, we have this job opening, we have this. And I'm like, huh. But I'm like, no, stop it, Shelly. <laughs> right. Well, and I think there's something to be said, too, about not necessarily, you know, looking for the next job, but making sure that you're completing the next project, too. And that's that's yeah. right within, you know, the 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 confines of your, your current position. Well, we're, mm-hmm. as always, this these calls last you know, only 20, 30 minutes and we come to the end of the calls and we're like, we could just go on for hours. But because we do have young professionals on the phone, I have to take the opportunity just to ask a quick question. And and Andrew, I'm going to start with you. And this is not scripted. So I don't, I hate to put you on the spot here, but so as somebody that's, you know, 30, I think Shelly said, you know, 30, early thirties, you know, you're, you're really coming on strong in the industry. I'm just curious, what do you, what do you see in terms of you know things developing in the industry, things developing maybe in your own venue or or just trends trends across you know the, the again the the facility management stuff. What are we missing? What what is the generation in front of you or the generation two generations ahead of you? What is it we're missing? What is it that we're not? What do you see that that maybe I don't see that that you want to inspire you know the the industry to kind of grab hold of? Uh, well, Alexis, uh, perfect question. I just got back from a MPI uh, meeting planners meeting yesterday, and being in the Silicon Valley, it was all about um, augmented reality and virtual reality. So where we're at, we produce a uh, two-week rodeo, and one idea that I've been spitballing is virtual reality bull riding. So down the road, I'm hoping to see that come to fruition. And then also just being in the convention center sector, um, I always thought kind of like the Google Glass, you could kind of do uh, virtual reality site tours. You wouldn't have to have the client physically come there, but you could paint a paint the picture just from the convenience of their desktop um, to show them kind of the space and what your event could possibly be. Awesome. That's awesome. Ebony, same question. Um, I would have to agree with Andrew. I think, um, you know, as an industry, tech is kind of where we're not really taking much advantage of. Um, And I think it's because a number of people um, you know, our seniors, uh, our senior leadership just isn't comfortable with it, isn't used to it, doesn't know how it fully operates, doesn't know how can we monetize it, how can we take advantage of it. And I think for us, that's a real pitfall because as a society, as a community, we are really moving towards a more um, virtual 
world, you know, and I think the fear of us as live entertainment becoming extinct is really something that scares a lot of people in the venue operation industry, you know, um, when it comes to, you know, making sure that you have appropriate Wi-Fi capabilities for your guests that are there so that they can tweet and, and Facebook and Instagram, you know, their entire experience, um, you know, using a new technology to um, do advertising, um, marketing, just really taking advantage of technology and where we as a society are going. Um, I think it's just a little scary for people in what we do in live entertainment because it's a fear of extinction. It's like if people start doing this, how much longer are we going to be relevant? How much longer are we going to be able to keep people in our facilities? So it's really about us embracing it and learning how to integrate it in what we do so that we don't become extinct. Great. That's great feedback. I I love it. And I think the virtual reality is is a total Unta untapped plane and I don't know I think virtual reality convention tours is that might be your million dollar idea Andrew I, I like that game game changer right there <laughs> those things be sick when I put them on I'm like what is going on <laughs> <laughs> well my goodness well it has been just awesome to have both of you on this call today and, and as usual I feel like there's so much more ground we could cover but we want to keep this uh, keep this to time here but uh, Ebony Andrew thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your your knowledge and your input we we really appreciate it Shelly you have any um, last questions or closing words for us yeah, I'll just say again, yes, thank you, Ebony and Andrew. And it was such a joy to meet them in person. And I would just recommend anyone to reach out to them if they have any questions about their journey, you know, past and future. They're definitely on the right path. I look forward to seeing where they go and, you know, have fun. You know, we had a presentation um, from Richard Anderson at the Region 7 conference and you know I saw Ebony dancing there's a little dance competition so she was out there dancing having fun which is great you need to have that spirit when it's the industry that um, we work in and as Andrew said you know wear a tie because you know you can definitely stand out you know he's a young professional and he has a long ways to go and so you know, have that confidence to stand out. And, you know, they both mentioned um, communicate. Communicate your goals to your management and, and to your colleagues so you can be held accountable and it'll definitely go a long way. So thank you to um, both of you and everyone that's listening. Um, we appreciate you. And if you have any questions for Alexis or I, you know, please reach out. And I'll just add, I guess, um, Greg, registration for Venue Connect 2019 is open. Is that correct? That's correct. And then also, of course, we have the foundation scholarships uh, that actually your deadlines is Friday. So be sure to check that out. Uh, and then, of course, we want everyone to volunteer for our committees. Those are your currently in committees. Once you volunteer again next year uh, and then those are new listeners out there, please, please get involved. Uh, obviously, uh, all four of the individuals on this call are excellent examples of giving back to the industry and helping their colleagues. So I would highly encourage you to do that. That deadline is uh, the, the 11th, 11th of March. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, Andrew, Andrew hit on that. You know, the best thing you can do is get involved and, and put yourself out there, get, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So Greg, thanks for mentioning that. That's important. <laughs> we need, we need our volunteers. So, so yeah, well, we'll wrap this up. And again, speaking of Greg, thank you, our, our engineer. We couldn't do this without you, but uh, Ebony Wilson, director of guest services at the T-Mobile Arena, Andrew Shreve, director of business development at the Cow Palace. 
Shelly Ellis and um, myself. I think I think we're good, right? <laughs> we're Thank good. you guys Thanks so much. much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone.